this has been this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys, and uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spend in the gym working and training, and Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. August 23rd, 1978, marked the birth of a basketball legend whose impact would resonate globally, Kobe Dean Bryant. There you hear his remarks on his last day in a Laker uniform when he went for 60 that night. Uh, on what would have been his 45th birthday, I am pleased to be joined now uh, in conversation by veteran sports writer Sean Devaney to reflect on Kobe's enduring legacy on and off the court and to discuss the surge in athlete activism that has reshaped the sports landscape as we know it. Sean, good to have you on this program, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, Tavis. How are you? Man, if I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I'm doing well. Good to have you on. Uh, and uh, I want to just make the most of these uh, few minutes that we have here celebrating uh, the life and legacy of one Kobe Bean Bryant. I don't even even ask a question. There is no question to ask to start this. I'll just say Kobe Bean Bryant, and you will say what? <laughs> Uh, just, just the enduring legacy, you know, it's, it's the, the World Cup, uh, in FIBA is being played starting this weekend, mm -hmm. uh, and when I think of the, when I think of Kobe, I think of his role that he was just beginning to really grasp and, uh, and, and, and use in retirement, uh, as a, an ambassador for basketball, and, and thus as an ambassador for for America, and and you know that was something that he took very very seriously. He knew every time he went overseas uh, that that uh, uh, that he was spreading uh, the, the the word of basketball, all the good things that basketball can do, uh, you know, for an individual, uh, for a community, uh, and for a society as a whole. And 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 he saw that, and he lived that. And uh, so when I see the World Cup, especially in the Philippines, a, a place that really had a connection with Brian, he visited the Philippines as a giant mural of him uh, there. Uh, you know, that's 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 something that uh, uh, that's that's the first thing that pops in my head is yeah. is, is what an ambassador uh, he had started to become, and and uh, uh, and, and really the NBA lost. Uh, uh, someone who really could have uh, continued to spread that uh, the, the, the more that uh, uh, that he was allowed to. Yeah, I mean, uh, clearly um, he lived around the world. We know that part of his backstory. He lived around the world, um, and yet my question now is, what was it about him that allowed him to resonate with folk years later around the globe? Yeah, it's 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 a good question. Uh, you know, I think he he had a certain amount of, and it's strange to say when you when you watch him on the court and you see how he'd act. Uh, uh, you know, in in terms of interacting with other players, but when he went abroad, I think he had a certain amount of humility, and he brought that with him. Mm -hmm. I think that was part of his his upbringing in Italy. 
um, you know that that you learn to appreciate other color uh, other cultures. You learn to appreciate uh, you know sort of what's going on around you, and that that everybody has different perspectives. I think he grew up that way, and he would bring that with him uh, when he went overseas. He would bring that uh, that outlook and that viewpoint. Um, you know, rather than uh, I'm Kobe and I'm here, it was it was more asking questions about your culture. Tell me about you and what yeah. you guys do. Uh, you know, that was something that. Uh, uh, again, uh, you know, if you, if you watch him in the NBA, you might say, well, that's not, that wasn't Kobe, but but it was when he went overseas, and that's something that people really connected with. Yeah, I think of the advice that uh, Quincy Jones, uh, the great impresario, gave me many, many years ago, and your comment makes me think of it once again, uh, regarding how Kobe uh, responded and reacted and behaved when he traveled around the, the globe with humility. Quincy uh, Jones, Q, always said to me, Tavis, everywhere you travel around the world, do three things. Um, listen to their music eat their food, and learn a few words in their language. And that will help make you a citizen of the world. Uh, and uh, it sounds like Kobe uh, learned that lesson early on, uh, having, again, grown up uh, in, in parts uh, around the globe. Um, some, some time ago, you put a book out uh, about Kobe Bryant. Uh, you talked to players and coaches and broadcasters and others. Universally, uh, what was, what is their read on the career of Kobe Bryant? You know, just just uh, I, I think the, the 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 lasting legacy he has uh, is the the mindset that he instilled in other players. People talk about the Mamba mindset, uh, and 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 so many people have grasped uh, on, on onto that. And it can be sort of a vague idea, uh, but the the players who were around him, who saw the way he approached things day in and day out, um, you know, that was that was something that uh, that 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 really made an impact. I think of the 2008 Olympics uh, in, in Beijing. You know, the U.S. had lost in 2004. Uh, this 2008 team was supposed to be what they were calling the Redeem Team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you had LeBron James, who was 23. Carmelo Anthony was 24. Chris Paul was 23. Uh, Dwayne Wade was uh, 25 or so. Uh, so they're all very young guys at that point. Uh, and the first practice they get there, and Kobe Bryant has been there since 5 in the morning already working out. Uh, you know, practice is supposed to start at 9. He's already four hours ahead of them. Uh, and then the first practice uh, scrimmage that they have, uh, I remember watching, this is in Las Vegas, and, and there was a loose ball and Kobe Bryant dives for it. And, 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 and right there, you know, he, he, this is Kobe Bryant, he's diving for a loose ball. Uh, that set a tone with the rest of, uh, uh, with the rest of those players. Uh, and that mentality, uh, that, that is something that, that he gave uh, to LeBron James, to Dwayne, who were all great players uh, uh, in their own right, of course, uh, but, but, but he really changed them uh, being around them in that Olympic team. And I think that's sort of the enduring legacy, uh, at least on the basketball court, and, and, and how he affected the careers of those guys. Yeah. Um, when we come forward, I, I want to I pivot. We just, we, 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 we've talked now about his impact on other players, uh, the way he was uh, seen and viewed by coaches and broadcasters and others. When we come forward, I want to talk about his connection with the fans because that, that's the part about him that always sort of amazes me. It is, it is rare um, that a particular player has that kind, of, that kind of unique connection with fans around the country and indeed around the globe. And that's what I want to interrogate when we come forward with Sean Devaney talking about uh, the legacy and life of Kobe Bryant, who would have been 45 years old today. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. More honesty than you can handle. More empowerment than you can imagine. 
Continuing now our tribute to Kobe Bean Bryant, who would uh, have uh, turned 45 years old today, where he's still with us. And uh, it's one of those moments for those of us who are uh, Laker fans or sports fans, or certainly Kobe fans. Um, even if you're not, everybody pretty much remembers where they were and they heard the news that um, this helicopter had gone down and that Kobe, his daughter, and others had been uh, killed uh, in this helicopter crash. Again, if Kobe were still here, he'd be turning 45 years young today. And who knows uh, what that um, that career, that work and witness might have entailed had he lived uh, just a little bit longer. We were talking er- earlier, uh, Sean Devaney, about his impact on players, coaches, broadcasters, and others. What say you about the interesting and unique relationship, the absolute adoration that his fans had for him? Yeah, I think you know he he came into the NBA at 17 years old, and 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 he was brash, and it was clear that he was there to to upstage Michael Jordan. That was his goal. Uh, and I think what happens in in a situation like that is that a lot of people are attracted to the brashness, and a lot of people are turned off by it. You know, it's 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 uh, it's it's one or the other. And and the more that you're turned off by it, the more that those who are attracted to it are going to defend it and defend it intensely defend him intensely and I think that's really something that happened especially as his career went on and and the Lakers were divided between Kobe and Shaq and and you had to sort of pick sides as a Laker fan mm-hmm. which one you know which one did you support and the more you supported one the more you had to really defend him uh, and so I you know I think that that's that's that was something that uh, Kobe Bryant's fans really did uh, uh, as well as anybody yeah. uh, and then you know as his career 20 years in the league and, and all the things that he accomplished the five championships I think even the people who who didn't like him when he was a brash young guy really grew to appreciate him uh, as he got older so you know I think that's that that's some of the driving factors there the, the rearview mirror obviously uh, always allows us to see things a little bit differently perhaps a bit more nuanced since you raise it let me follow you in retrospect and there's so many so many layers to this uh, it's not a fair question to ask with a minute or so to answer it uh but how would you define or describe the Kobe Shaq relationship it was it was a big brother little brother you know i i think Shaq felt that he deserved more respect that he deserved uh, everything to run through him uh and and uh, you know Shaq has since admitted that 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 he fumbled the ball with that 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 he probably should have been more respectful of the talent uh, that Kobe Bryant had and and the need that Kobe Bryant had to 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 display that talent and did not want to stand on the outside and throw the ball into the big guy and and then stand around and watch that's not what Kobe Bryant came to the NBA to do uh, and uh, uh, and 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 really those two butted heads it, 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 there was a lot of personal animus between the two but it was mostly on the floor uh, it was mostly just that they had different styles of play and they just didn't they didn't want to make the mesh uh and that was uh that's that that's sort of where that stood yeah always, always felt for kobe in this regard um to your point earlier and everybody knows this kobe was so dedicated and so committed uh to being the best player he could be uh and Shaq comes to camp pretty much every year out of shape uh and you yep. got you got to go halfway through the season uh, for Shaq to play himself into shape and you know obviously the championships speak for themselves but you wonder how many more championships they might have won had Shaq come to camp dedicated committed and in shape in the way that Kobe did and not have to spend you know 42 games uh, trying to try to get to that point uh and I I can only imagine uh and you know there's we know a bit about this the ways in which Kobe was frustrated by that and yet I take your point about that big brother little brother relationship 
Uh, and again, they, they accomplished a great deal together. Our remaining moments talking about Kobe Bryant with Sean Devaney when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. Ranked number 45 on the heavy hundred list of the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in America. To make you the most knowledgeable person in your circle of friends. This is Tavis Smiley. Just four minutes left here. Four minutes left in conversation with Sean Devaney about the um, the life and legacy of one Kobe Bean Bryant would uh, would have turned 45 years old. Were he 45 years young? We're talking about Kobe. 45 years young. Uh, were he were he still alive today? There are a number of great books um, that Sean Devaney has written. I should mention right quick before I close this conversation. Uh, his one coming out later this year that I am anxious to read is called Steph Curry. Life Lessons from a Legend, that drops later this year. But some other great books in uh, uh, already out from Sean Devaney, The History of the NBA in 12 Games, that's a good one. Um, before Wrigley became Wrigley, a lot of books from uh, Sean Devaney. But the one dropping later this year that everybody's waiting on is called Steph Curry, Life Lessons from a Legend. But we're talking in this moment about Kobe being Bryant uh, having uh, – uh, who would have been 45 again today? Were he uh, were he still with us? Let me let me close on this note. I got you know just a few minutes left here, Sean. As I said a moment ago, I've often thought over the years uh, since Kobe's tragic passing about the following. I say this all the time: that some of us is not the sum of us. The S O M E of us is not the S U M of us. Some of us is not the sum of us, and none of us wants to be judged by the S O M E. We want you to view our lives in some total, not certain parts of our lives. You see where I'm going with this. Uh, there mm-hmm. was there was there was a point in time when I was afraid and thought that the uglier, less savory sides of Kobe's life, the drama that he got himself into, I thought that might um, at some point diminish his legacy. I have the same concerns about my hero, Dr. King. The more these FBI files come out, a lot of that stuff is nonsense and untrue, but there's always this concern one has about whether or not the ugly, whether or not that S-O-M-E is going to impact the S-U-M. You take my point, that hasn't happened as yet, and hopefully never will, with regard to Kobe being Bryant, but how do you read that? Why is that not the case, if that makes any sense to you at all? Yeah, you know, I think that the, the, one of the things that, uh, that, that, that we missed out on with Kobe is, uh, you know, sort of a full accounting of, 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 of what happened in 2003 in that hotel room and, 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 and sort of him talking about that. And I think that would have come. I think that would have come in his retirement. I think, um, you know, obviously he was a great advocate for his daughter. He's been a great advocate for women's sports. Um, and and you know there's for, in in the minds of many that that's going to be a bit of a conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, now uh, he never really got a chance to address that and 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 to talk about that. Uh, and so I think in in fairness uh, because of that uh, that that you know in the minds of many that 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 issue is sort of it it's it, it's been allowed to let lie and uh, you know that's 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 probably fair because uh, i i do think that it's something that he would have spoken about and um and 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 like you say uh to judge him uh by that by something that happened when he was 23 years old and uh and 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 that uh you know that the, that the full facts have never been uh laid out uh, would be completely unfair, especially with yeah. uh, when in consideration of what he did with the rest of his life. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I hear your point, Sean. I don't know that we would have gotten a full accounting years later for two reasons. One, because of the gag order in that situation. So there's mm-hmm. only so much he could ever say for the rest of his life anyway, number one. Number two, once you sort of push past that, move past it, I'm not sure even Kobe wants to bring that back up. I think at most he might have been more apologetic about it. 
uh, had he lived longer. Right. Um, but I don't know if we, we would have ever gotten a full accounting, but I, but I, but I take your point. Um, his book about Kobe Bryant came out a, a while ago. It's called Remembering Kobe Bryant. Players, coaches, and broadcasters recall the greatest basketball player of his generation. There's no debate about that. He is the greatest of his generation. That's that book. And, again, the one coming later this year, Steph Curry, Life Lessons from a Legend. Look forward to having you back, Sean, when that book drops. But thank you for these remembrances today as we celebrate what would have been Kobe Bryant's 45th birthday. I thank you, Sean. All the best to you, sir. Okay. Thank you, Dev.